0: Five quarterbacks went off the board during the 2023 NFL Draft in the first three rounds. How will we rank these guys, not as prospects, but now that they're pro football players and they have actual teams? We'll discuss all of that next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are
1: Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day we we'll
0: What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You already know what time it is. It's your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, and I'm your favorite and local running back guru. And of course, I can't talk championship things without the champ himself, Mr. LSU, my boy Keith Sanchez. You can find him on Twitter at The Talent Code. Keith, talk to him, baby.
1: Locked on, family. What's going on, man? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with The Draft Network, man. And like DPO, always queues up, right? 2019 national champ. Yes, those LSU Tigers, but you know why we're here, man. The dynamic duo, the draft duo, it don't stop. We're here to bring you championship-level content surrounded the NFL draft, right? Now we're post-draft, right? So now we have to talk about these rookies, where they are. We're talking quarterbacks quarterbacks and even more quarterbacks, man. We had five in the first three rounds and I may even throw in a sneaky selection for one of my quarterback selections that I like, man. But DP, we're going to go through this, man. We're going to list these quarterbacks off by the way they were drafted. And you know what they always say, man, or what we always say, right? Like, Let me me not give everybody credit. Situations matter for these quarterbacks. So we're going to go through From the first quarterback to the fifth quarterback selected and what situation we like, man. Because in the day of Jalen Hurts, right, developing into the guy that he is now, Josh Allen developing into the quarterback that he is now. We know that it takes detailed preparation, right, in a situation for these quarterbacks to develop. So, DP, man, look, you don't have any title sponsor. Let's jump straight into it. We're talking Bryce Young going number one. How do you like that situation for Bryce Young?
0: Um, I, I like the situation for Bryce, <clears throat> especially, Keith, because of the offensive line. You know, you got Ikea Kwanu at left tackle, Taylor Moten at right tackle. Remember, I was at camp, you know, training camp for a, uh, a couple of days last year over the summer. And and that offensive line, you know, once they got the, the front five solidified who was going to be starting, they developed and they, they got chemistry quickly, man. Um, And then they drafted, uh, uh I think, Zavala, uh, which was the left guard, the alongside Ikia Kwanu, So I think the offensive line is going to be good. They're going to be able to run the football, Keith, and, and move the chains that way. My concern is with, with Bryce, and you know, I, we both love Bryce, but the, with the physical limitations, I feel like, okay, you got to make sure you put some high volume, some high-end talent around him. We talked about it on, when we went over the NFC grades. This is putting a lot of pressure on the Jonathan Mingo when you to select him in the second round, which I think that, yeah, he was their second-round pick. Yes, he's 6'2", 220, 4'46 in the 40. He has all the physical tools, but he's still a little bit raw. So there's no true number one wide receiver in this unit. Or I'll, I'll say this, Keith. It's, it's two guys who, you know, you coach DBs. You know, I, I love the DB position. As a, if I'm a DB and you as a coach in the DB, there's not one receiver out there right now on the Panthers roster that scares you on the field. You know what I mean? Like that's that's that yes, you look at the talent of DJ Chark being able to take the top off and Adam Thielen in the slot and Hayden Hurst, and then you got like I said, Mingo and everything. And hopefully your boy, TMJ, Terrence Marshall Jr. can step into that wide receiver one role, but still yet, yeah, I just don't see a guy that's like if I there's nobody to make me play them honest. Like I'm a, I'm gonna try and take the runaway and I wanna cage Bryson, no let him do any of that Houdini stuff, and I want him to throw the ball down the field. To these weapons, I don't fear anybody right now. So I think it's a good spot. There's a they have some building blocks, Keith. But I think that to get the best out of Bryce, they're going to have to do a little bit more.
1: Yeah, so I, I look at it and I say it's solid, right? Like that—that's that, how I say. I say it's solid. <laughs> it's not—it's not bad and it's not great. And I like Bryce Young. I think he's a very talented football player. But then I also understand the importance of weapons, right? When we're talking about what steps are you taking, we may be looking at Bryce more this year than when he won the Heisman meaning that yeah. because you know we took a step back just a little bit production wise because the weapons wasn't there right and weapons matter right we talk about Lamar Jackson in Baltimore not having the offensive weapons we talked about Jalen Hurts right how he was okay his second year but then when he got A.J. Brown he really took off and became an <clears throat> MVP candidate so I do I do think that Carolina has like the Off the field, like off the field, I love, right? You're talking about the head coach. You're talking about Jim Caldwell, right? You're talking about McCown, like, you know, all very calculated guys that have seen, you know, the quarterback position and develop guys on like a high level. So they know what they're working with. And I think there's a reason why they wanted Bryce Young, right? They had their choice and they wanted Bryce Young because I think he did a lot of things that they feel like, hey, I've like, I've seen this before and it was greatness when I've seen it. But, like you said, the situations matter. So, I don't, I'm not expecting Bryce to lead the Carolina Panthers to the playoffs this year. I think what you want is solid football play and then you continue to upgrade these weapons. Cause I mean, even with running the running the football, right? Miles Sanders is a solid back and he may have had his most productive year this year, right? But that was also playing with Jalen Hurts and, you know, some of that run game, different things like that. So, there, I don't, I don't see a, dominant difference maker yet there are some question marks right like like you said my lsu guys right like we're going all in right we terrence marshall and then there's also dj chalk if those guys can kind of get going then now you you have something and then adam Thielen is like where is he at in his career right and then like you talked about jonathan Mingo this is a young guy that you put a lot of pressure on so i'm just trying to figure that part out i think it's a solid situation I'm not going to say I love it. I'm expecting Bryce to, you know, do some good things, and there will be some frustrating moments. Um, But I I think it should be solid overall. He should be able to play solid football. But DP, it didn't take long, man. didn't take long. Was it the the number three pick? I I forget who went. Will went first, right? Will went first. No, CJ went first. CJ went first, and then they traded back up for Will. So CJ Mm -hmm. went number two, man. How do you look at that situation in Houston? Because he's talking about, You know, over the past couple years, it's been one of the worst rosters. So, how do you feel about CJ Stroud in that situation?
0: Man, I feel I feel good about it. You know, Keith, I I do feel good about it, man. You know, getting like I feel like I think we talked about it on yesterday's episode. If you haven't checked out the AFC grades, go back and check it out. Uh, We gave the Houston Texans some love. Uh, I think if I remember, if I quote you correct, I think you said I think you said a. Plus or A++? One of the two. I know you was up, up there in the A's, if I remember correctly, for the Houston Texans, which agreed. And I agreed with you. Not, yeah, they, they, they improved the defense. They have some studs, young studs on defense. But I loved what they were able to do. We already know about Damian Pierce, right? So they're going to be able to run the rock. Domingo Reigns is going to run that ball with Damian Pierce, right? But, Keith, getting Tank Dell, getting our boy, Xavier Hutchinson late day three bigger a- told like, And I mean, he defense, they, but
1: I just had to mention the name. I'm
0: sorry. Right? No, no. They they got a lot of value, but John Mechie's coming back healthy, right? You got Nico Collins there. Um, you know, you you have Amari Rogers, another um kind of slot machine type of uh, type of receiver. I love the the addition now of Robert Woods because Robert Woods can help uh kind of get these guy these young players along mentally. So I think CJ has the type of weapons that he can. Really work with, you know what I mean? Like I, I like the 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 guys that they had. While they have size with Collins and Xavier Hutchison, they got some guys that they, you know, like I always talk about building your receiver like a basketball team. So they got kind of their power forward in their center, right? With those two guys, and then they got their 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 point guard, shooting guard, their slashers with Tank Dell and John Mechie and Amari Rogers, guys that can really stretch the field horizontally on turf on grass. And then he got guys that and guys that can move and make plays after the catch. We, the last time we saw a healthy John Mechie, he was cooking Georgia. You know what I mean? In the first half we, we was cooking guys, right? We we know what he's capable of doing and we know what Tank Dell is. I gave Tank Dell a day two grade. He went day two. Shout out to the Texans for listening to me. So, you know what I mean? I, 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 <laughs> I love that, man. So I like, you know, I think CJ's in a good spot. They say run the ball, the offensive line, it's better than it was last year, getting Shaq Mason on the interior. They, re, they, they re-signed Laramie Tunsell. The offensive line is solid, Keith. Um, they brought it, did, did they sign Dalton Schultz, right, at tight end? Yeah,
1: they, they got Dalton mm-hmm. Schultz, Brevin Jordan. So, I mean, the, the tight end room is is decent. And I, I'll yeah. say, if you, you want to know my opinion on the Houston Texans, it's going to come down to one name, right? Two words. Bobby Slowick. That's the offensive coordinator oh. – the- <laughs> I thought it was a player. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> That's the offensive coordinator, man. And, and we talked about what is this going to look like, right? So this is a guy that D'Amico Ryans brought with him from San Francisco 49ers. So I can only assume that this is going to look like the San Francisco 49ers offense, right? Where mm-hmm. they are going to be some different things. You may get some jet sweep motion, right? You're going to get heavy run game. You're going to get play action. We're going to get the quarterback out of the pocket. We're going to design some things easily for the quarterback. And if you tell me that's what CJ Stroud is stepping into, I'm like, okay, like I, I I can I can get with that, right? Because this is much like the Panthers to where their offensive skill positions are solid, but I don't see yeah. any superstars, right? Like there aren't right. superstars yet. So I like the the mixed bag like that you talked about that they have. So if they can manage to get that part together, then I think CJ Stroud is also in a, a better spot than what I thought when you know, the, the Houston Texans were, were picking top three and they were saying that they was going to take a quarterback, right? Like, it really made you nervous, you know, when we're talking about October, November, December, mm-hmm. because you're like, this this offense is depleted. I mean, and then you still look at Davis Mills and maybe they can trade and get another asset for him, right? So it, it's a lot of things. And C-J- a of that's, a, that's, a,
0: that's a 49ers type of quarterback. You're in the San Fran. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and so and then on top of that, right, he doesn't, CJ doesn't have to play right away either. And I think that's that's very key too. He can sit there and learn the game. So I agree with you. I Like it, it, situation, I think is another above average situation for a quarterback. We've seen much worse. Um, we know that CJ could throw the heat rock. It's just a matter of offensive weapon. But DT DP that was pick one and two, right? It didn't take long before pick four came off the board, baby. And that was Anthony Richardson, man. So coming up next, we're going to talk about, honestly, both of those guys, right? Because the next pick was Anthony Richardson. Then we had to wait a minute to get to Will Levis. So coming up next, man, we're going to talk about Anthony Richardson's situation in Indianapolis. We're going to talk about Will Levis's situation with the Tennessee Titans and just kind of dissect what to expect from these guys and if they're in situations that we believe would be best for them to prosper as NFL quarterbacks.
0: Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers getting no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Guys, listen. You have great promotions every day on the on this app. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use, and you get paid instantly. There's no better place to uh no better place to bet on all of the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to 1000 dollars That's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Keith, Anthony Richardson. The, the, the AFC South selected three quarterbacks. three
1: quarterbacks, three rookies,
0: CJ first, A Rich second, and then Will Levis, The th- Will Levis being the third QB. Keith, I want to start with you, man. When you look at this situation for Anthony Richardson, is this one of those situations where you hoped he would have fallen into? Do you feel good about it?
1: I, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Um, there is a question mark. Let me jump straight into the question mark, Right this offensive line like that, that that's the part because I'm looking at this tackle, this tackle room. Right. And I'm, you know, just dissecting. And we're talking about Bernard Raymond who's a second year player. And and I wasn't extremely high on him coming out. Right. Quentin, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly. I like, then we go Will fries and Braden Smith. So that like, I, that offensive line, it, that's the part that worries me. And I know they're going to mm-hmm. run the football is going to be what well, they should. Right. I don't know what they're going to do, but they should run the football. It should be heavy run game. But now the question is this, that if you can't run block. Right. And we can't stay ahead of the chains. Then now we're putting Anthony Richards in a situation where it's second and nine. It's second and eight. Right. And it's obvious passing situations. And then they, people are being able to tee off on these tackles and you know things happening like that. Now you talk about the good part. The good part is the offensive weapons, right? They have big body wide receivers, um, the tight end room. You still got Moelle Cox. You have Jelani Woods. So everybody, is, it's like they had a height requirement, right? Uh, if you're not 6'3", plus, we're not even looking at you. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that about this team. I think they have to improve this offensive line. And I think this is a team where – They should be slow and steady, right? Like, just try to slow feed everything, try to matriculate the ball down the field, and then take your explosive shots when they're in opportune times because I don't want to sit back, drop back, go five wide, and then now it's just this offensive line sitting there and everybody's teeing off on them. That's the part that worries me with the coach.
0: No, and I I agree with you, Keith. I I think, you know – it's going to be interesting because the camp situation for them for the battle, like Braden Smith is, is, a, is a solid, solidified right tackle. You know what you got in Quentin Johnston and Ryan Kelly when he's healthy. Will Fries is kind of that big, kind of, you know, that question mark here, I think, at the right guard situation. Uh, but the battle between Bernard Raymond and I think uh, Blake Freeland, it's going to be interesting for that left tackle
1: spot. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, uh, that's a battle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that battle. I don't I got I got
0: to get into the into the tape you know, a little bit more to to see how Bernard played on the stretch. I remember, you know, talking to some folks that they felt pretty solid about him down the stretch, but you know, just got. To, I, I got to get into see for myself and see how I feel about him. But he was a, what six, six, 300 three hundred pound guy who was a good mover. It was more so functional strength and technique. And same thing with 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 you know with Freeland. They have a type. They want athletic, long body type of tackles. But I agree with you in terms of playing it slow, Keith. I think they and I, I remember li- um, reading uh, a report saying that that the coaching staff is very will- is very willing to uh, kind of sh- simplify the offense in terms of. Not having them have to do too much, you know. What I mean, as yeah. a young player, and I think there's a really strong chance. I know Minshew mania. I know there's some Minshew Uncle Rico fans sitting at home, like, yes, we're gonna get about ten games a of Gardner Minshew. Pop your brakes, because I think that you might not get any. I, I really do believe that Anthony Richardson has a strong chance to start Keith. And you talk you about think
1: those You think that's best? Just to throw him out day one, week one.
0: Yes, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, but I want to put the ask aside. Yes, if you are going to do. Which we've saw what we saw Shane Steichen and and that Philadelphia coaches staff do with Jalen Hurts, right? Lean on the run game. And we I think you talked about when we did the AFC grades, you talked about the Will Mallory pick. And I was trying to compartmentalize, okay, what, what does that pick mean? I think we could see some shotgun, Keith. Like not shotgun, but pistol sets. Like, you know, 12 personnel, king and queen, where you have an extra tight end, you have a tight end on the line and an extra tight end flanking as like a back fullback. I think Will Mallory could fit that as a uh, slice blocker, but also super athletic in terms – I think he was the fastest tight end at the combine. So when you think about the play-action game, off of the slice action, get it to him quick as a quick hitter and let him make plays after the catch. I think that's where his role is going to come in at amongst these big tree tr- – other trees that they got at the tight end position. If they are going to run the ball, shot play – I mean, Anthony Richardson averaged over 14 yards per – I think per completion – uh, in college, he was like third in the FBS because they ran a shot play offense. You run the ball, you know, play contained, isolated. You let Anthony Richardson take take his shots. Shout out to Dan Olosky. He's been telling everybody, along with me and you, like, "Hey, Anthony Richardson's not as raw as y'all think he is. He just needs the reps." So it's like, I think if they do it right, they can really like build this offense around him schematically to where he's just going out there and playing football. Don't have him doing a bunch of, you know, Tom Brady S reads. Like, I don't want that. I don't want him doing that right now. Let him get to that point. Don't, don't hinder him like that off the rip. But I think the situation is good. Like you said, the offensive line is where you have the concerns, basically. It's like, okay, can y'all protect him? But the good thing about it is, He's an extremely mobile quarterback. He's got it has the 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 twitch and the elusiveness to make moves and, and move himself in the pocket and find uh, running lanes and throwing lanes.
1: OK, yeah, cool. I will look, man. That's Anthony Richardson. But, you know, there's always that we talked about There's two guys. What a potential, right? That was drafted based off potential. Will Levis fell some in this draft, right? He fell to the top of the second round. Tennessee Titans moved up to get him. Um, we, we have to talk about that, though. What, what The Tennessee Titans situation, and I'm going to just real quick go, go through the wide receiver dub chart, right? Um, you're talking Traylon Burks, a second-year player. We're talking Chris Moore. We're talking Nick Westbrook Iken. We're talking Racy McMath, and we're talking Kyle Phillips. Scares the hell out of me. I'm going to be completely honest. Man. It scares the hell out of me. And listen, I, I've been one of those guys that ha, I was critical of Will Levis, but also the other balance was that was that I was saying if he goes to a good situation, I was willing to buy in, right? Like if you, if you swap situations and you put Will Levis with the Colts, I'm like, okay, there, there might be a solid – you know, you might get a solid quarterback because situations matter with quarterbacks. I just don't know – and this is – Will Levis, and then this is 75% the Titans. I don't know what the Titans are doing, right? Because, and you see fans- They don't know. know, Yeah, everybody who listens, right? But Part of my comps was Ryan Tannehill. Like, I thought of Ryan Tannehill when I watched Will Levis, and people had to remember that there was a bad- there was a bad Ryan Tannehill. When he was with the Dolphins, it was not good. He was not a starting-level quarterback, right? He went to the Tennessee Titans, but what happened? He had a supporting cast, right? He had that supporting cast. It was run game. It was take your shots. It was move your, leg. <clears throat> it was move your legs, right? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, utilize his legs. I'm sorry. Now, if you think about that with Will Levis, it's the same thing. Run the football. Take your shots. Use his legs. So they both walking in there, looking at each other and like, you and me, I'm you. Right. So if the question is that yeah, Spider-Man meme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what it is. Right. So I just, I don't know. And if we're talking about drafting Will Levis to open the offense up, that's not fair to him because what are you opening the offense up with? Everybody who, who loved Will Levis, we talked about what the offensive line with Kentucky. And we talked about the wide receiver room in Kentucky. If you take that, this may be the, the, like Kentucky, Tennessee, this might be Tennessee might be the Kentucky version of NFL, right? Like the wide you know, receiver core, Yeah, the wide receiver core is questionable. The offensive line is questionable. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's almost the same exact thing. So that's what I'm concerned about. DP. It's it's Will Levis has the potential. I just need to finish seeing what are the Tennessee Titans doing as an entire organization, not just Will Levis, but just philosophy-wise. Like, what's going on? What are you committing to? Because right now it looks like you're uncommitted to anything, and if you're scrapping this whole thing down, then don't even worry about putting Will Levis on the field right now because don't let him learn bad football. Like, don't I I don't want quarterbacks to do that, right? Because you can learn the game the wrong way.
0: And Keith, I know some fans who, who look at his age, he's 24 years old, They're going to be like, well, well, Keith, you know, Coach K, you got to play him. He's 24. I I agree with you. No, you don't. You still got Tannehill there. You know what I'm saying? Ship off Malik Willis. You keep Tannehill. Let Tannehill start, you know, until if he starts to get hurt or his just play deteriorates, then you start Will Levis down the stretch. But I 100% agree with you. Like this is a tough situation. I love the Traylon Burks, him and Traylon Burks pairing for Will Levis. I think that those two guys can mesh very well and make some really good things happen. He's a to me, like and and, and we both like see the upside with, with, with Traylon Burks. I think he he is their wide receiver one. I think Burks and Chigo Oquancrow, you know, I think I said his name right, the tight end, the young tight end out of Maryland, the athletic guy. I think those two will be his top two weapons once he comes onto the field. You know what I mean?
1: Get the run game going. And My get question, what is that? Like, because listen, listen and, 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 hear, and hear me out, right? There's a difference between being, like, my team's wide receiver one and being a number one receiver in the NFL. No, 100%. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you're the best wide receiver on a team don't mean you're one of the best in the NFL. So, like, no, that, no. that's what I'm asking, what is that? Is that, like, what does that still rank amongst receiving calls? Like, we can like Traylon Burks and think he's a solid wide receiver, but is he top 15 in the NFL? I, I think he has potential to be, Keith. What I saw from him
0: watching, you know, because I had this for TDN, I had to study the Titans, Tennessee Titans all season. Was not my best moments having to watch film, but I watched it. And one thing, I once he got back healthy, because he got hurt, once he came back from, from, I think it was a foot or whatever it was, he, he balled. He played very well. They allowed him to play receiver. And I think his catch radius, the combination of his speed, body type, everything for a guy that doesn't throw the most accurate ball, especially downfield. That's gonna help Will Levis. You know what I mean? Once he once he they get that chemistry together and Chigo, for whatever reason, they couldn't get him going early in the season. They didn't target him. But once they started targeting this kid, he was making explosive plays in in the game. So it's like you get a matchup one-on-one against these linebackers and safeties, he can run away from guys. So I think Will Levis is in a very weird situation. There's peace, there's so much building that needs to continue. This is like a house that doesn't have a bathroom, a bed. It's like the foundation is still Kind of up in the air, like we don't know. We're tr- they don't know. We don't know what we're going to build next. We're just building different pieces at different times instead of building the foundation. And I hope they get the foundation built first, so they can continue to build it up. Because listen, at the end of the day, you drafted uh you know Malik Willis last year. You giving up on them. You drafted you know Will Levis this year. If it doesn't work out at some point, you got to point the finger back at yourself.
1: Yeah, I agree 100%, man. So, listen, that's the two, right? We we talked about the two proven quarterbacks in Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, their situations. Then we talked about the two potential quarterbacks, right? Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. And like I said, man, the purpose of this entire podcast was talk about situations, man. We're not talking about the player. We're talking about situations and what are the ex- realistic expectations based on the supporting cast from, you know, from head coach to OC to offensive line to uh, surrounding weapons, man. But there's one more quarterback that we want to get into, man. And that's that's a guy that um, he really picked up momentum, right, throughout this draft process, and that's quarterback Hendon Hooker. So coming up next, we're going to talk about Hendon Hooker's situation with the Detroit Lions because may he be in the best situation. So let's get into it next.
0: All right, Keith. The Detroit Lions, I believe, was the top of the third round. They were able to get Hendon Hooker, man. And with getting Hendon Hooker, how do you feel about that? Like this, this is a situation where – he was the fifth quarterback off the board coming off that ACL and coming out of a kind of a I don't want to call it a gimmicky offense, but not an NFL offense down in Tennessee with Josh Hypo.
1: Yeah, so I man, I've I and mean, so watching the Detroit Lions, right? Because I had to study them. Um, this 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 is a layered offense, meaning that it's a lot of crossing routes, it's a lot of high-low type situations, right? It's 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 making Put giving the defenders multiple options, right? And then making them choose one. And the quarterback reacts to that. We've haven't seen Hendon Hooker be extremely successful in those type of situations. So that part is a question mark. But the part that you feel good about is the supporting cast, right? This is a really good offensive line. They drafted Jameer Gibbs, right? Then what they picked up, David Montgomery as the running back. So they you have, you know, kind of your, your flash and dash type situation with the running back uh tight end they drafted a tight end one of my guys so uh, the receiving core is solid so, so they there, this may be the most complete situation of all the rookie quarterbacks that we talked about right we always talk about man it matters where you fall as far as the situation box number one for me and you know people they talk about because like hey how are you starting a team with the offensive line give me offensive line if we can't block we can't do nothing my quarterbacks nine times out of ten they don't really care to be hit anyway so give me your right. offensive line so then you can slow everything down and they can learn the game the right way so i think i think for Hendon, it's a good situation i'm not sure how he's gonna adapt specifically to this offense because what the lines do we haven't seen on film i'm hoping that he'll probably get healthy maybe towards the back end of the year and who knows we may see him in some type of package situations because i think dang campbell has that kind of gambler-type situation to him, right? Like, he's willing to take a risk, take a chance, throw Hendon in on a fourth and two. Let's have, like, a little weird play, a weird wrinkle. If it's week 17 or week 18 now, and we're trying to beat, you know, one of our divisional opponents to win the NFC North. So I can see something like that for Hendon Hooker. Obviously, he has to come back from the injury first, and we're not expecting him to start because Jared Goff is there.
0: No, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, Keith. You talk about Dan Campbell. He gives me, like, that that fun high school – Type of coach, like where it's like nothing is off the table. Like I don't care. Like you know what I mean. Like just have those packages yeah. for his quarterback. And I think with, with with them and we, I think we we both feel like they sh- they have a strong chance of winning, being the kings of the north. And if they can lock up the NFC North, kind of earlier, that that allows them, you know, if the last two games if they can sit starters, you can sit a Jared Goff and get him ready for the playoffs and let the Hooker get a game or two under his belt, right? And, and this could be a you know. Situation where you allow him to showcase. We can do live in games. I agree. that Out of all these, I would say out of all the quarters, I think he has maybe the best supporting cast. Jameson Williams, albeit after week six, you know Jamir Gibbs, David Montgomery, Sam Laporta, the the tight end that they they kept last year after trading T.J. Hawkinson, Brock Wright, this offensive line, um, you know Monra St. Brown, like they they have some pieces, Keith, and 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 you you look at it and you just feel good about what they have, and you're like, you know what. All right. You know, Khalif Raymond, Marvin Jones ret- returning back to Detroit veterans in the locker room, too. So I think he's in a really good situation. You know, he made it like you say, he's not going to play much more than likely this year. Jared Goff, this is his team for 2023. But to get him in the third and, and you look at what he can do. Now, the main thing, the thing I would say going forward for him in terms of supporting situation, his O.C., Ben Johnson. Took some head, I think he took some head coaching in, interviews and visits this this past cycle uh, during the free during the uh, off season.
1: Yeah, just To kind of get his
0: feet wet, he's probably going to twenty twenty four.
1: Yeah, he out of there. He's out of there. So, he, so, he, did, right? like he, <laughs> he didn't buy a house; he's just renting, right? Like he right. He knows no, hundred he percent. He's, he's no better. He, but, he he, better he, but he's going that,
0: to be learning a second offense going into maybe his first year as a starter.
1: Yeah, I agree. There's one other name real quick, because I know we have to wrap up that I want to throw out there. And that's Dorian Thompson Robinson to the Cleveland Browns. Here's why I'm not expecting him. He may not even he may take minimal snaps throughout his career at Cleveland. But we know how this thing goes. Right. We just talked about it with Ben Johnson. Right. The offensive coordinator. He leaves. Guess what? He becomes a head coach. He takes that quarterback with him. And that's something that people should be like kind of on the lookout for over the next couple of years, right, is how does Dorian Thompson-Robinson develop behind Deshaun Watson? You're talking about a a great situation. He plays – we've seen this before, right? Like we've seen this with quarterbacks that step in. They play good for two games in a regular season, and then now franchises want them. So that's a sneaky situation where you know if if you had to buy stock on a player, right? Like I'm buying really low, and this thing might blow up over the next two years, and I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm in a really good spot. So I just wanted to throw that name out. I like,
0: I don't know, I like that, Keith. And I, I would say just to close it out, just kind of, you know, let, let's kind of look at these quarterbacks. We, we talked about the all five of them. Rank them in, you know, one to five in terms of one being the best situation, five being the worst. I'll start. I think, especially right now, I'm gonna say Anthony Richardson's in the best situation. You know, coaching staff, ideology, you know, supporting cast is be- is better. I think CJ is two. Uh Hendon right now would be three. He's not gonna play. Like, you know what I mean? He's not gonna play while Ben Johnson's there in 2023. I think Bryce is four because I the, the receivers really give me a lot of a lot of worry. You know what I mean? I don't see like if they can't separate, I don't expect Bryce to I don't want Bryce having to try to be Houdini like he did this past season for for Alabama. I don't want him doing that stuff in the National Football League. Give him some weapons and let's see what we can get out of him. Get that Tua of type of career arc where he, you see him kind of, you can, you know, elevate his game. Will Levis is definitely fit. Five. You know what I mean? That is, that is a situation is just tough for me to look past. And like I said, they, they got to figure out what they're building. But like I said, A Rich, Stroud, Hendon, Bryce, Levis.
1: Yeah, I, I go I go A-rich one, right? We're putting a lot of pressure on eight rich, but I, I think like situations. Let's say yes, I go situation, his situation. Yeah. So I go Colts, then I, I go Panthers. I go Panthers because of the off-the-field stuff with the coaches and things That's like that. Point. I think they'll, you know, if it see it's not working, I trust them to dial it back and try something different, right? Um, I go Bryce Young two, I go CJ three, then I go Will Levis. Or Hendon Hooker, he's he just not going to play, right? Like ACL yeah, yeah. everything. But good situation, just not going to play, so we won't be able to kind of see that come to fruition. Um, and, yeah, so I, that, that's how I'm ranking them top top five.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, guys, listen, we appreciate all the love as always, man. Like we always tell you, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Uh, we thank you all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen, not just today. But every day, Monday through Friday, to all the everydays, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Y'all are our family. For tomorrow, we may be looking at what what Keith running backs the the running running back situation. You know, with the boys that tilt the rod. Boys boys at total rock, big dogs. We're going to look at those guys and kind of rank them as well uh, in terms of the situations they fell into, and it should be a nice discussion. So uh, as of Twitter, you can find Keith at The Talent Code. For me, Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.